Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and more. I'm Luke, your dungeon master, and your players are... Ben. I play Cortain. He uses his father's sword to destroy bad guys. I'm Peter, and I'm playing Speaks to Densar. And Kapew, with his amazing new lead vulture. I'm Travis, and I play Little Moss, and he doesn't have any parents. And I'm Levi, and I play Locate. Oh, I'm sure I've got some parents, and I just use a big uh, hunk of concrete and wail it around. <laughs> is it a whale of concrete? Oh, no. it like, in my spare time, I, like, I shape it to be more like a whale. We should use <laughs> whales. <laughs> <laughs> that should be cat. Um, what's... And did you try to ride it out to sea, but it just sinks into the bottom of the ocean? Tried it once, never again. <laughs> it's like, um, is it called whittling when you... When you uh, mm. cut pieces of wood to look like animals. That's whittling with wood, yeah, but I don't know, like chiseling with stone? I'm Masonry-ing? A- Masonry. Masonry, yeah. But you do it with your teeth. because <laughs> you're a badass. <laughs> Just nibble little bits <laughs> off. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Someone's probably walked on that concrete with pop dog poop shoes. Anyway. Um, Whoa. So, would... All of you like to roll d20s, and that's not a question. It's a demand. <laughs> if you all roll d20s and the lowest score recounts what happens. Moss, eight. What happened previously. Right. Moss, eight. Holy smokes. Fourteen, fourteen. That's a mouthful. Are we allowed to use hero dice on, the, on these rolls? Do you, really, do you really not want to <laughs> discuss the last episode that much? He's done it like three times in a row. I know. So I just, I just I want to give the audience a break. <laughs> no, but you can lie. But just do know, if you do lie, the Grim Reaper will be watching over your character closely. But that is me. Anyway, I got a two. No one wants to hear you recall. Give it to Levi. All right, I'll take it. Okay, so previously <laughs> on Beyond the Dice, the guys opened the door. They'd had some stuff outside, but they opened a door and looked inside. And inside was these young tongue thugs, and they were doing cleaning. They were, like, washing down clothes and doing stuff. I don't know. If you've got clean clothes, you're obviously a dodgy person because either you're just trying to prove yourself to be better than me or you've got something to hide. So when they started firing <laughs> at us, we decided to have a little bit of fun. Um, it was like a Yuletide theme. There was some Christmas and the drums were banging. There was some chick that was all caring about personal space. Lots of them died. None of us did. And then like Spigs was doing something in the back room. I don't know. There was a snake. Um, he was exposing himself to just peasants. <laughs> True. That happened. And they just like, they all just fell down when Spigs was around. That, that's as far as my memory went on his side. I'm pretty sure on the Spig side, he just killed a 16-year-old girl and a 60-year-old man. What a hero. Yeah, but if you average it out, it's like he killed two, what, 35-year-olds? It's all right. I've been determined. Oh, I forgot to say innocent. I forgot to say innocent. Uh, yeah, are basically, they, that's, really that's, that's the real it's technically correct. Y'all <laughs> kicked in a door, started shooting at some goons, uh, and we left the episode with uh, Spigston killing, uh, yeah, a goon, but 
also shredding through some people who worked at this dry cleaners. And that is where we will pick up back at the dry cleaners, Calico Express in Dark Haven uh, in Azuma Kabutai. And this part of the city or this part of the district is controlled and basically owned by the Yuntungs a criminal syndicate that are all, um, you would kind of call them elitists in a sense, or um, I don't want to, yeah, I, I guess anybody with Alvin blood is accepted into their gang, but the full blood elves are the ones that are truly honoured and can take higher a higher standing in the gang. That is what you had learnt earlier. So all of those goons that you had fought, the gangsters that you had fought and killed were all of Alvin blood. Um, we are in Calico Express under the harsh white fluorescent lights. And we will go to the top of the round, which is going to be the silver-haired Yuntung. She has augmented arms that are that had transformed from humanoid arms to snake-like appendages on well, where her hands would be there are these snapping robotic snake-like con- constructs and she will strike out at Cortain for he is standing there right next to her I'm using my Gromsman case right now Peter <laughs> all my dice and her first strike completely misses you Cortain she swings that robotic snake like appendage striking for your face it's fangs growing, glowing this bright neon green and her second attack swings with her other arm you block the first one with your sword and the second attack will be that's probably not going to hit that. It's going to be a an 18. That misses. Once again, you lift your hilt up with the flat of your palm. You push your blade as she strikes and you block the second attack. We then go to Gold Skull. This Yuntung gangster. Half of his face and the bottom part of his jaw has been replaced with these cybernetic implants which have this gold plating and one of his eyes are glowing red. His bleached blonde hair is cut short to a buzz cut and he has the tribal, uh, not the tribal, the elven dragon um, carvings along the gold skull and then a tattoo down his side of his neck of the, not it's not the dragon, sorry, the the death adder tattoo and and carvings he points both of his pistols towards Lokag again peeks around the sort of um, all the garments that are hanging up on that racking that they have at the dry cleaners and he will begin to fire two he'll begin to fire shots Lokeg, with your struggling and swinging your huge maul-like whale hammer cement weapon thing, the gunfire 
completely misses you, slamming and and and, and p- penetrating through, but absorbed mostly into the garments that are on the racking. He gets a critical fail, and can he multi-attack? Let us see. Yep, he can do a second attack. A two. <laughs> he just keeps firing, trying to sort of hide from your swings. Even though he's about 10 feet away, he's hiding behind these garments. He pokes out and just fires wildly. Next is Little Moss. Little Moss, you have just caved in the jaw of a goon who was pretty muscled, had this black, dark steel cybernetic jaw uh, and some implants. You, I think it was an uppercut, you landed in his face with your ram ring. That that spectral ram came out of the magic ring that you had taken from some old friends at a an antique store true. back in some of the early episodes that spectral ram crushed the cybernetic implant of his jaw shattering it apart as you see bits of the metal slamming into the upper part of his skull him falling to the ground for the crunch it is your turn there is gunfire and the sound of swinging weapons in the room okay so I'm going to try and climb up on top of the dryer uh, and then leap as far as I can with my boots of striding and springing um, onto Gold Skull, um, and just 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 try and smoosh him like old school '80s wrestler kind of yeah move. Nice, like with an elbow, you know. Should I try Double and up the crowd before I do it, or? <laughs> <laughs> You want to get his attention? You can definitely try. Nah, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> You're wearing your black turtleneck. It's not time for drawing attention nah, to yourself. this is covert ops. Um, <laughs> all right, so what do you want me to roll against? Um, just just roll an, an attack, and it will be against his AC. Nice. Uh, 12. 12? Yes. <laughs> okay. As you leap through the air, out of the corner of his cybernetic eye, you see the red light twitch, and he sort of dodges back as you go to get him into a flying elbow, and you miss. Uh, the, the crowd, you know, they... I try and gracefully roll out of it um, and hide behind the... Uh, no, I collapsed those benches, didn't I? Those shelves? Yeah, those shelves have collapsed. I'm just exposed. Let's, let's roll. All right. Can you do any a second? Can you do a second attack or anything like that? Um. Or do you have to use key? Yeah, I'll um I'll do flurry of blows. Okay, that is a sixteen versus AC. Sixteen will definitely hit. Okay. Uh, and I'll make my second attack now, or do you want me to roll damage? If it's only twice, then just roll your damage. Okay, so that's 12 damage. 
as I um I land on the ground, like I look like I've struck a pose, like I'm lying down for some kind of swimsuit edition um, thing, <laughs> and then I use my legs to like try and kick out his legs from under him. All right. Um, let me just roll. Roll a d20 for me. Uh, that is a critical fail. Okay, I got a I got a crit twenty. So you you as you fly through the air, you try and elbow him. It doesn't quite work out. As you're falling to the ground in your pose, your hands move in a blur and you hit points all over his body. You then land like you're doing some sort of swimsuit, you know, sexy pose, swing your leg to um, trip him up. And as you swing your leg, he jumps over it. You do not trip him. Fair enough. And next will be Spigston. Alrighty. So down at the front entrance of Calico Express Dry Cleaning. There is a gentleman with cybernetic eyes that are like the telescopic lenses of cameras and he has two blade-like arms like that of a praying mantis. You have dispatched him with your shotgun blasts. The bench, the front counter of this business has a bunch of holes is falling apart with these huge gashes in them from your shotgun blasts there are two workers behind the benches a 16 year old girl and an old man that were working in the dry cleaners they are deceased your shotgun blasts saw to that there is a, a, a woman working for the Yontungs um, she has pink hair with all of these sort of uh, little glowing bits through them and a gentleman with tattoos on his face. He's got a submachine gun in the corner. He also has these snake-like fang protrusions coming out of his uh, mouth. All right. Spigs, after blasting through the counter, will then switch and just target the one with the pink hair. Yep. Behind the desk, so he'll shoot across through the massive holes through the counter and shoot her. Alright, that is seven, uh, 18 versus AC. 18 versus AC will definitely hit. Alright, so that will be six, 8 piercing damage plus an additional 6 lightning damage. All right. From she she took a bunch of shots from the or hits from the shotgun blasts. As you fire, hitting her, the electrical charges in the bullets firing from your new lead belcher slam into her chest. You see all of the lights of her augments just go out, and she falls backwards, slamming into the ground. She is dead. Uh, Spigs would quickly, so when he was doing that, it was like a, a sweep. So he sweeps the lead vulture, couple, pumps a couple shots in the pink lane, then he sweeps it across and fires at the guy, at the, the man hiding behind the corner of the counter, the fang. Spray and pray. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you're rolling against him, because the counter isn't damaged there. Yep. Um, you'll be rolling with disadvantage as he's got cover. Okay. Oh, 
Couldn't give me advantage, I just rolled a crit. Uh, ah. The other one was a 16, so that's going to definitely hit, I think. You should have saved that crit for something else. Well, I, could have, I didn't know. <laughs> you could have yeah, you me. do hit him, by the way. Cool. All right, so so 10 piercing and 6 lightning. Damn. I can't remember where I was nice. at the reload, but let's say that he re-reloaded in between round so i've got two shots left cool nice yeah you would have oh you you did use the big cone attack which would have used up i think all of your last two shots um let's just say you reloaded the end of that okay yeah every time you use a scatter shot it's a full reload so yeah happy to reload before that cool did you want to move anywhere or you're gonna stay where you are uh, Spigs will move. I don't know what sort of. Let's move over like here, get some cover. Yep. Cool. All right. Next will be. It, like behind, it crouches behind the front of the counter to get some cover across from the other guy on the other side. All right. Lokag, it is your turn. All right. So I'm standing beside the corpse of Mr. Venom Glow and I'm yep. standing next to Mr. Snake Face Tattoo. So I'm going to swing at him with my Warhammer. He's reeling back in horror. Um, at the last episode, you destroyed his friend. Uh, you also hit Snake Face, but he's reeling back in horror, seeing just the gore that is covering your hammer and you lifting it up towards him. I'm actually going to do a reckless attack. So I'm going to get advantage on it, but they get advantage when they're attacking me. All right which is good because I rolled a 2 and a 13 which gets me up to thus is good. 21 to hit 21 to hit definitely hits D8. and then I do 11 damage as you bring your hammer down you just sweep him sideways there's a massive crunch sound he flies into the all the garments hanging up in their plastic bags and there is just a big spray of blood all over those plastic bags. And he slides down to the ground. He does not make a sound. He is dead. I'm going to ignore the flying corpse. Um, and then using a minor action, I'm going to wield, uh, take my shield off the back and um, start using that and then move closer to the gold skull. All right, you equip your shield, which is in the shape of a car door, correct? It is a car door. Yes. It is a car <laughs> Nice. <laughs> what car is it from? It's from an like armoured vehicle, so it, like, it protects me and stuff. Ah, oh, nice. Like a, like a Humvee or something. Yeah. Cool. Let's say it started off, you know, that sort of um, beige sand colour, but with so many bullet shots and blood splatters <laughs> it's kind of dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh and that's that is that the end of your turn sir yeah that's it all right you're moving towards gold skull he quickly looks towards you and then looks back to a little moss on the ground and yeah he looks a little panicked next we have cortain nice so cortain dispatched the red jacket bandit last session. Yep. So now he's just next to the Medusa, the Gorgon, as he's going to call her. The snake, snake arm lady. Yep. And so Cortain 
will attack with his with his bastard sword. Which is glowing red hot with the energy of that power cell you took from Mecha Bugbear. Certainly is. The um Yeah. So it's yeah, it's glowing like a like an orange. Especially nice. at the very edge, very end of it. So I will roll to hit. For the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 24 versus AC. That will hit. Wonderful. That is... <clears throat> 10 fire damage and 6 slashing damage. So you're swinging your sword and she uh, basically, as it comes to swing down, she goes to dodge and you just cut a big gash through her cybernetic arm, mm. glowing that hot red all of this um, sort of the metal in the in the arm is sort of melted and fusing together and you keep trading blows with her uh, but she is still up okay I will use my second attack against her nice uh, that is only there's only a 16 to hit will that hit that will hit wonderful okay 5 5 damage and 12 slashing damage Striking her in places around her body as she's spinning and trying to sort of almost bite you with these uh, cybernetic snake-like arms. You keep dodging her, and as she's dodging, you're counter-striking and and making small cuts, but because of the intensity of the heat and the Mm. amount of cuts you're doing, she looks quite worn down, but she is still sort of agilely... She's moving with grace. You can see that the wounds around her body have been sort of burnt shut with your strikes, but once again, she's still up and still going. Okay, that is my turn. Okay, all the way back down to Spigs at the front of Calico Express. The gang member, which we have called Fangs, with his two silver snake-like fangs, as he hisses, jumping up onto the counter and down again as he's firing his submachine gun at Spigs. Do your worst. I've been rolling really low, so um, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> and the first attack is going to be a nine. So as he jumps up, he just starts firing wildly, misses completely. You see all the tiles behind you on the wall and on the ground just crack and split as bullets slam into them sending dust and shards of ceramic around the place uh, the second hit uh, will be your second attack will be a 19 verse AC oh beats it beats it alright so that will be that is 11 Ballistic damage to you, sir. Um, oh, sorry, not 11. 12. 12 ballistic damage to you. As he sprays his submachine gun, his Uzi-like submachine gun at you. And you see with his other hand, he pulls free a katana. A sh- sorry, not a katana. A shimitar from his back. It's glowing green, letting out this hissing sound. Like the sizzling of poison and Other energy. That is the end of his turn. We go straight back to the top of the round. 
to Silverhair. She will oh, she used that, didn't she? Yes, she did. Okay. Uh, let's see if it recharges. Yep, she's going to use it again. So in the previous episode, she let out a spray of some sort of poison from the from her augmented arms. So she does that again. Uh, the, her left arm isn't working too well. The eyes on the hand, on the on the snake-like hand, have stopped glowing. But the right one, she swings it forward, sort of placing them together, almost like a kamehameha. And the two mouths of the snakes open up. Out of one of them, sprays this. Um, green stuff uh, yeah. oh I don't need to roll anything sir can you please make a dexterity saving throw I can indeed that is 19 19 and let's see her spell that is a pass so once again she sprays this green acid and it sprays out of the mouth you sort of dodge out of the way it hits that back roller door that would they would bring maybe trucks or something in to load um, equipment in and out of there and it sprays onto that metal uh, there's a slight sizzle but uh, it doesn't melt the metal you fool after that that's all she does actually um gold skull he will drop his pistols on the ground pull free two shimitars because that's also these guys deal the um, the death adder tattoos and poison shimitars so they pull the shimitars he pulls the shimitars free from his sides there's that sort of sizzling green neon glow and he will strike at Little Moss. Uh, which, Little Moss, if you're laying down prone, he gets advantage. I'm going to be a dick. I've yep. got the, the sentinel feet, which lets me... You do. If he doesn't attack me, I'm like, oh, cheap shot. So yep. I'm going to use my nice. reaction to attack him. Okay, do so. As he's going to strike down at Little Moss, you lift your hammer high. 20 versus AC. That'll hit. And I'll do 12 damage. Smooshed. Cheap shots. Boom. You smash him in the back. Uh, it doesn't halt his attack, does it? It just... No. No. You just get a strike damage. in. Yeah. Not unless it kills him. <laughs> Which it doesn't. Uh, um, he's, you slam him in the back. He looks over his shoulder as he stabs down at Little Moss. And he, at the same time, he moves his other hand, swinging the shimitar at you uh, after his first attack. So, uh, the first is a four, second one <laughs> is a three. I told you to be rolling shit tonight. <laughs> so, as he strikes down Little Moss, you roll out of the way, um, continuing your sexy pose after he misses stabbing the ground, his blade bouncing off it, sending some sparks flying through the air. He then spins with his other hand, his um, left hand low cag. He does like a backhand strike at you. And that's not with advantage. So it is. Only. It, I will use reckless, so he's got advantage. Oh. Is it the next strike on you gets advantage, or if the person you attack recklessly 
attacks you, they get disadvantage. Disagree. Uh, but attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. Okay. Because it was a reaction, it's not your next turn, but he has advantage, which the first roll was a two. And this... Oh, thanks for that, because I just got a crit. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sorry you don't actually get that. <laughs> he commits seppuku on you. You are dead. Isn't that... Doesn't you, don't you have to commit seppuku on yourself? Yeah, but... Yeah. He, he learned how to do it. <laughs> he he puts the sword in your hand and then... <laughs> all right. Isn't, um, there a, isn't that a Mortal Kombat move where, like, he... Like, a guy, like, seppuku's himself, but, like, the sword, like, stabs his opponent? Um, that is Soul Calibur and That's it. Tekken, uh, because it has Yoshimitsu in there, and he does that. He seppukus yeah, yeah. himself, and he stabs you from behind, and if you get them, he, they take a ton of damage. It's awesome. Wow, um, you guys good are call. nerds. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fighting games aren't nerdy, all right? They're cool. Yes, so, damage. Shumatai. I love how you just tried to defend me and I got off scot-free. Now I'm getting stabbed. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that comment, not that. Yeah, that, yeah not, not the game. Like, how, did you, how did you defend you? That is 10 slashing damage and 6 poison damage. That is all. That's yeah. all he shall do. As he attacks me, I use my um, racial ability, Stone's Endurance. So three of that damage is going to be ignored because it, it looks like it just chips off chunks of rock from my flesh. So what did he do? He did 16 damage? Yeah, some was... Uh, 10 was slashing uh, and six was poison. Yeah, so I halve it, then minus three. Cool. <laughs> All right. Next is Spigs. No, Little Moss. Little Moss is next, sorry. Oh, yeah. Enraged by what I see that he did to my friend Lokag, I try and trip him again. All right. Is this just a check? Do you just want to make a like a, a strength or dexterity check to drop him prone or do you want to attack and do damage? I want to attack him by kicking him in the shins. All right, do it. We're going to use my extra attack, so that's two attacks. Ooh, 21 versus AC. That hits. And 17 versus AC. That hits. Okay, so the first attack. Oh, no, I'll just do them combined, hey? 22 damage. All right, he is not looking very good. Uh, what about, how much does your the other attack No, that was combined. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, would you like? Would you like highs or lows? Highs. Twenty-two. You do not knock him prone. Boo. You, as you as you kick with your legs like um like you're riding a bicycle incredibly quickly into his shins and stomach area, you he hits blows but he staggers backwards, does not drop prone. That is a nice image. Cycling very fast into his shins. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That would hurt. Like Liu Kang, like a lazy Liu Kang. Yeah, like a lazy Liu Kang. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, fighting ah. games aren't nerdy. Uh, Spigs, it is your turn. All right. Spigs sees this fake member and he will open fire. 
He's like, why did he drop his gun? <clears throat> anyway, that's a question running through Speaks' mind right here. He's like, gun versus sword? He oh, dropped no, like, one he, of them, and he's got his shimit, uh, shimitar and a submachine gun in his eye. Oh, he does. Right. He also lost his cover, so take this as he attacks with 22 AC. That'll hit. Alright, so that's uh, 7 piercing and 8 lightning. First attack. Yep. Okay, and then. He is not looking good. Spigs fires again. That'll be 20 versus AC. That hits. Oh, uh, 5 piercing and 6 lightning. After you make your second shot. He's standing there for a bit, holding the Uzi like submachine gun at you. He pulls the trigger. It just makes a click noise. He drops his katana. He falls to his knees. And you just see all his chest riddled with bullet holes. And he drops down face first. He is dead. Cool. Uh, so Spigs realizes he like happily like keeps firing at him crazy and then realize it's out of bullets so then he loads another clip into the lead vulture yep uh and then he will jump across the desk to the other side do you want me to just move or roll anything um if you want to you can probably just move through the hole that you made in the center there yep and walks a bit through the carnage crappy move speed 15 feet how many squares is that? He squares, what, six? Ah, uh, five. Five. Okay. So you move into the centre of the <laughs> the wreckage of the desk. You're standing amongst, like, a blasted apart printer, um, some tubs of clothing, plastic paper, you know, like reams of paper that they would use in the printer, and some gore from the two for the, from the people that you killed here. Yeah, does Spigs, does Spigs see their faces as he's, like, coming through? I don't think you saw them. Much. Um, you knew what they looked like. You know, one was a teenager and one was an old man. Roll perception for me. I just want to see how Spigs reacts to seeing two dead corpses. Uh, pretty poor, actually. Uh, nine. Okay. So, you look all over the place at this messy little scene all of these like uh, office type objects around the place but amongst them standing out these two these bodies of these two people both wearing Calico Express clothing one is a uh, what you would consider to be a child not much older than your son and the other one uh, an old elven man that's Probably around, you know, similar age to Jarl, your father-in-law. Um, you can't see their faces because it's they're lying amongst some rubble, but mostly it's the blood that's covering them. Uh, I will let you decide how Spigs feels about that. And we will move... Two. Lokag. With my hammer in one hand and with the blood of his colleagues, I swing a gold skull. Alright. 
Uh, the first one's going to be a terrible 12, so it's not going to hit anything. And then I'm going to attack again, because I'm Marshall, and I get a 17 for the second attack. That second attack hits. The second attack will do, maths, 17 damage. Wait. 10 plus 7. The, no, the no, hammer no, no. yells eight, eight as it flies through the air. 8 plus 7. <laughs> What's that? 15. All right, 15 damage to Gold Skull, and that is directly on the mark. So how does he die? With the blood of his colleagues and the same hammer smashing through his skull, ripping off his... Like, it connects to the top of where his gold skull is and just rips that whole chunk of augment off. So he's like, the top half's there. He's got no jaw anymore. So... He collapses to the ground, the plates, the golden plating of his skull flying through the air, little moss over your head. There is this slight little spatters on you as you see the inside of this gangster's head as he collapses to the ground. The red glow from the cybernetic eye that's rolling around on the ground stops and the energy fades. Can I try and um, deflect missiles and try and catch the jaw? <laughs> uh, roll, a, roll a d20 for me. I rolled a nine. You go to catch the jaw, you catch something, and you open your hand and look at it and it is a piece of a tongue. Uh. And then I, like, use it as part of a pantomime. Like, you know when you get your thumb and you, like, put it, like, loop it under your index finger and you're like, Hey, guys! Gross. Fucking funny. All right. Okay, are you doing anything else? I'll move closer to Silverhair, actually. All right, you look around the room, you still see Cortain dueling with Silverhair, and you stalk towards them. Righty. So, next will be Cortain. Nice. So, seeing my ally move to flank Silverhair, I attack with renewed vigor. So, I will do two more sword attacks. All right. Fortunate. There was only a 13 for the first shot. 13? That hits. Oh, nice. It's nice if bursting unarmored people. <laughs> yeah, they probably weren't expecting like a combat team to come in here. <laughs> uh, 5 fire damage and 14 slashing damage. Alright. Describe what happens when you dispatch her. The... So I have my shield up. And silver hair, you know, her her snake appendages are like striking at me and I'm blocking with my shield until I can kind of get a vibe about, about what her next attack's gonna be. As she as her arm darts out towards me, I will retract my shield and grab the sword, grab the grab the snake appendage, yep. and then I will slice it off with my sword. And then as she's reeling from that, I will Underneath, like cut from you know from ground up through her, you know, through her body. She drops to the ground and she sort of slides apart a little bit, falling, oh. and a big gush of blood just sprays from her in the air like a fan. Oh, <laughs> cleft, 
you're holding that cybernetic snake arm and it's like snapping and snapping and then all of a sudden the green glow of its fangs and its eyes and the little sort of um sort of uh segments in it just fades Mm. flashes a little bit and goes out i don't need to say she's dead we all know but the room is quiet besides the panting and the uh, the catching of breath of you and your allies. Uh, let's because Spiegs doesn't know really. Well, he he he's in the front of this place. Um, he would be. Would he be next? Let's see. No, 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 no. Ah, definitely not. Because he was just nah. before me. No, it would be uh, Little Moss. Let's just... Uh, um, actually, you know, Cortain, you still have some movement and stuff, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going in initiative order, but, um, yeah, you you can freely move about this place. So I would say, like, still, like, move and action sort of thing so that um, everyone has a, uh, a turn at doing something in the environment. Cortain, uh, I, I yell out, Cortain, go and, go and sort out that security camera. It's looking at me funny. So this is the security camera on the far side of the room? Aye. Yes. I will, for my second action, I will pull out my pistol and I will shoot at the camera. All right. I will just describe the area quickly. So there's all the crates and um, containers and stuff around you guys. Then there are three tall shelves to the right. And beyond that, you can see some benches with something laying on it, but you don't exactly know what it is. That icon or that token there, um, you, you can see through the shelving, it's some sort of technology on the on top of the bench, but you don't know what it is. So there's no, that's not a camera. Okay, so I will shoot at the camera that Little Moss is referring to, and then I will <laughs> move... <laughs> my way so wait the thing he was referring to that was actually a camera though even though it's not the it's not the uh, it's not the thing on the desk let's just say that there's a camera in the corner and you blast it nice I do that and I will move around towards the um, towards that bench so right. I haven't I haven't reached it no um, I, but- I turn off my sword and, and sheath it the energy and the glow go out. You place the sword in its scabbard and you see on this large chrome bench, this workbench, it's lots of scratches and stuff all over. It looks heavily used that there is a, what looks like the fragments and pieces of some type of technology Uh, And it seems like there are lots of cables running out of it and into a computer on the opposite side on another bench against the wall. Guys, I think think this might be the the drone that went down. Huh. All right. Next will be Little Moss. Can I go play with the drone? All right. You can uh, make your way over there. How far can I get? I think I've got like you probably, how, 40, how, 40 feet, I think. Um, let's just say that you can, you like, you. I'll let you guys move to whatever area you want to move to. I'm not going to make you count out feet. So let's just say that you go over there. Yeah. 
One, um, of, one of Spigs's friends should talk to Spigs. Um, <laughs> I'm not his friend. Someone. So. Oh, well, there you know. We missed the opportunity, Cortain. That was you. I'm more of a friend of Gleam. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. I just want to play with the drone. Can I All turn right. it on? So, you see this... You see this large painted black um, thing. It's in lot. It's in a bunch of pieces. There are these two fan-like pads that are sort of sitting off to the side. It looks like um, you know. You guys have seen drones before. It looks like a drone, um, but there are cables running out of it into the inner workings, out of it into a PC of some sort with this uh, sort of large screen and keyboard. Are the files inside the computer? <laughs> Do I? Well, I need to get the I, drone. I need the black box. Is it in the drone? Can I just rip the drone apart to find the black box, or is the drone the black box itself? Roll, um, roll an intelligence check for me. This isn't going to go well. Um, yep. I rolled an eight. From your history, your background, you've never worked on drones. The only time you've really seen them is when they're flying around the city or when you've had to fight them in the bookies. Um, Fight them in the bookies? Yeah, you guys fought them. Oh, yeah, about those drones. So, oh, that did not go well. Little Moss just, in the evening, just gets into a fight with a drone that's delivered <laughs> his, his souvlaki to him. Yeah, they took our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I punch one. Uh, so you look around into the the shell, the corpse of this, this uh, drone... There are some little lights and stuff blinking in there, but it just, it looks like it could have just been in a bin at Spig's workshop. It just looks like a bunch of parts and pieces to you. You don't know really what you're looking at. Hmm. Can I, mm. can I ask, uh, can I... Maybe we need I Spigs. I Spigs and say, hey, Spigs, I think I found the drone. How do I get to the black box? As he's just mowing down children. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know no, we don't, but that's just the image that we have. There. All right, it is now Spig's turn. Did he so hear my question? You were at the front of Calico Express. He hears your question. You can respond for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Spig's doesn't hear, doesn't observe the message. He is in a bit of a haze. He's backed into the back of the corner of part of the front bench and looking down. The two, I think this is the first time he's really had um, civilian casualties occur under his own hand. Well, his his robotic hand. <laughs> Zing. He thinks he's like, he's just walked into his own shop and he sees the body of Gleam and Nicholas' father. Oh no, he's gone. And he's just looking at, looking down at his his hand, his robot hand to the lead bolt chain, and then going, "Can't believe he's just murdered these two. Is there is there blood in it that you're trying to wash out, like a uh, like like in Macbeth? <laughs> just it just won't come out, Peter. 
He just, well, he just can't, he can't detach the gun from his hand. Like, it's just not, like, he can't even get rid of it. So the, yeah, the the hand is just gripped onto the gun that tight? Yeah, yeah, he's in, like, full shell shock mode. All right. You guys call out to Spigs a few times and he's not responding. Like X turn. Do, but do we have, because we're all on, you know, got comms and stuff. Do we have some kind of system do we know that he's alive like um so i would say res- it's, it's i would just say like you're basically in like a uh, a discord sometimes if you have a um a, a mercenary contractor they will have other software networks that you connect into that will give you stuff like gps location um team tracking where it'll show you in augmented reality where your teammate is in relation to GPS and how far they are from you and all that sort of stuff. But this this is kind of your own mission. Um, Ultra Die hasn't given you anything like that. Like there's nobody in the back end of this mission. It's just you guys. Um, so you've got just basic communication with each other. But if, if, if one of us were to die, we would drop out of that chat channel, wouldn't we? Um, it depends on how it works, I guess. Yeah, like it's not... I, I, I doubt that, that like a mobile phone is connected to your central nervous system. Uh, so no. Yeah, that would be my my dying wish would be to leave the chat. <laughs> <laughs> His farewell says, friend. Yeah, it says has left the chat for him. Yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. I'm just an attention seeker. You do not know if he's. You just turn it on and off, so we think you died. And we rush to your to your side. <laughs> he's just eating cereal he's always eating cereal this bloody moss um, you do not know if he's dead or alive but it is Lokag's turn alright so I took two thirds of my health in that battle I'm going to use a perception check to either see if any like just gradually um, see if there's anything that I could see that would heal me or if that takes too long I'm just going to look to the heaviest thing that I can lift up so it's okay per- so-, <laughs> so that's my perception check and I, I rolled yeah. a, a th- 14 to do those two things. Okay, so you see um, some a bunch of potential rags around the place that you could cover your wounds with, uh, and right next to you there is a huge crate that's probably about five five foot tall. It's massive. It's a big metal crate. Uh, I pick the crate up. All right. So a strength check, and I got strength uh, check. 22. You lift it. Your veins are popping. You guys just hear uh, a smaller crate fall off the top of it. Um, as you look over, you see Lokag just lifting this this huge steel crate in the air. And I just yeet it at the door. At the roller door? Yeah. Uh, the the big door. The roll, like yeah. the one for the trucks? Yeah, roller door. Yeah, cool. There's a huge crash and the roller door is dented pushed in you can sort of see a gap um, at the bottom it's pulled up as the the crate has slammed into it and you can see out into the street a little that's it that's what I do I'll pant right. <gasps> Cortain I call out to Little Moss again yo Little Moss I mean sorry Spigs <laughs> my bad never mind <laughs> sorry bad. wrong new phone sorry new. sorry I was interested Little Spigs <laughs> <laughs> Spigs Spigs, can you hear us? Come on, man. Shit. Let's, let's, let's grab this. Yes. 
let's let's just grab this and and get out the front. Let's see if Spigs is okay. I grab the drone and I stuff it in my bum bag. I will just grab the computer and all the cables connected to the drone. All right, you're gonna grab the computer, all the cables connected. Now the drones, um, it's pretty. It's a, like a decent sized one. It's not like the small ones that you fought in the bookies. It's like a surveillance drone, so it's probably like um, three three feet long and about two feet wide, um, and it's in pieces. So you okay. can definitely you can definitely find like um, a bag or a box or something around that you can put it in, but you would all have to collect parts if you wanted to take it. Um, Cortain, the computer, um, you see a screen, but you um, you're not quite sure where the actual computer is, so you'll have to roll some checks for that, like an investigation or perception or something. Yeah, I'll roll a none of them are good options, but I'll give it a go. I'll roll a perception seven. You see the screen and you're like, the computer's probably in there. I grab the screen and I put it in a box. All right. You grab just a sort of a plastic crate and you put the um, the computer, you pull this, you unplug the screen, you put it in the in the, in the um, crate. Okay. And I say, little moss, little moss this time, not spigs. Look, look for any... Um, bits and pieces of the drone that have been disconnected. We need to take it all, take everything we can find. Okay, I grab that box um, to my left, if I'm facing the drone, and I put the pieces of it in there, and then I put it on my head and carry it like I'm taking fruit to market. All right, you, um, you... Grab all the pieces, you start putting it in there, you disconnect the cables, um, you follow some of the cables, and they're plugged into some sockets in the wall. I yank them, good. All right, you yank out the cables, and you stuff them in the box. And then I fall in line with Cortain, and I wait to see what happens next. All right, Spigs, it is your turn. Uh, what did I look? What do you think would be a raw wisdom? try and break free of this haze. Yeah, I would say a wisdom saving throw. Let's do that. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, Let's say 17. 17. Yeah. So you're in the corner there, and you then hear over the comms, before it was just, like, white noise in your ears... Then you hear slowly fading in the calls of uh, Cortain being like, Spigs, Spigs, calling out to you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. What's, what's, what's up? We found the drone. Come round, come round the back and help us, uh, help us understand it before we take it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, Spigs, like tries to stand up. Luckily, he's actually got robotic legs, because I think that would be super jelly right now. Um, yep. He... It is... as he's, he's kind of still like a bit of in the haze, and he's walking to the back. He's thinking of his, like, family. He sees... He re-imagines that scene out the front, and imagines... Him not firing and and taking out all the all the 
bad guys or the or the ones that are trying to harm him. And him actually going down to save those people. Yep. And he kind of he then imagines like his whole family um, at a funeral, him being dead, and then like them trying to live like without him in the shop. Um, and he, it's just kind of just his mind is running through it. So he's just like walking. He's checking um, as he goes. Like he's still a bit observer, but not not at the same time. All right. So as you move through down the hallway, you see these uh, down that large hallway in the center of the building, you see these big glass windows that show you like a kitchen and a, a storeroom area, the table, and there's some cards and stuff on it. You sort of walk past, checking with your weapon, looking around the place, sort of absentmindedly pointing your gun in um, shadowy corners and around the edges of the walls and stuff. You're constantly playing these scenes in your mind of um, definitely what could have happened. And you search through the building making your way until you finally see the figures of your friends and you walk down towards them. Spigs rocks up and he's seen... It doesn't really look at Cortain. He, he just got his... His hand is still locked into the gun, so he's just dangling his arm down when he approaches. He sort of just slowly walks up. Doesn't say anything. Do we, do we notice him walking up to us? Yeah, you you see him there. His armor and his face have little specks of blood on it. Um, he's walking up to you, or towards you guys. It's like you ran into a bit of trouble out the front. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what do you what do you need? We've uh, we think we've got the drone can, right here. Can you just tell us if it's the right one and if we've got all the pieces? I will roll a perception check to see if I notice. Spigs is, uh, you know, he's, um, he's sad, he's, he's, you know, depression. An insight? Insight. Uh, yes, that is a six. I just think he, you know. He's great. Might, he might be missing his, he might be missing his dog. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like maybe from what he said, like, oh, I guess I ran into some trouble. Maybe he's, you think he missed that. He, you think he thinks he missed out on the fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I just say, it's okay, Spigs. Can I, I can obviously see Spigs, like he's right near me. Um, hey, dude, does this have the black box in it? You know, we need the black box. Spigs looks up to Little Moss. His eyes are a bit like hazy, and he looks over to what he's pointing at. Oh uh, yeah, guess so. What do you mean you guess so? Is it the black box or isn't it? Spigs tries. What about Intel check, Luke? Um, yeah. Well, you could probably roll Intel or um, like a mechanic, a mechanics check. Mechanics was... What did we convert? Survival. Survival. All right. Uh, 17. All right. Even in your guilt and depression, your sadness, you look down 
at, in, at the crate and you sort of move through the pieces and parts um, you see like the sort of the the core of the machine the the computer the computer system part of it motherboard and you do not see the hard drive or the black box which also stores the data they have both been removed just roll a perception check for me uh that will be 18 18 you see the cables they're data cables and you look across to the wall you look across to uh Cortain's crate plastic crate with the the monitor in there the computer screen um you can put together that they've took they unplugged the computer screen you see the ports on the wall the same connectors the data connectors that would be connected from these cables to the drone to the wall um roll an investigation check for me 15 15 you see that there is a, there was a screen there in the keyboard and stuff um and then the ports in the wall suggest to you that somewhere else in this building is a networked computer that they were uh, using the peripherals, so the monitor and the keyboard and mouse and stuff here to connect to, um, but it isn't directly in this room. It's probably somewhere else. And we will jump to Lokag. So you're there, sir, wounded. You've just thrown that crate, probably feeling maybe a little bit better just from throwing it uh, mentally. Mentally better. You're panting. You've got a little bit of blood loss. And I'm shrinking. Uh, You're shrinking as... shrinking. The colour is going out of my tattoos and I'm getting smaller. Do any of us notice this? You can't see me. That's how small he is. He's shrunk to (laughs) the size of an insect. He's not like Ant-Man or anything. (laughs) Because when he raged up, you guys, I don't know if you remember from last episode, he physically got more bulkier and his veins popped and he got, yeah, yeah, visually bigger. Um, Now he's shrunk down to his normal size. Yeah, I'm going to pick up huge size. I'm going to pick up my weapons and put them on my back and go, Hey, boys. What's your cleanup procedure? Do we leave these guys where they lie? Do we loot through their pockets? Do we pile them up and burn them? What do you want to do? And then I start walking over to the guys. You make your way over there. That, imply, that implies method, doesn't it? Gosh, we... Yeah, well, I've never actually thought about what we do with the No, planes. never. Well, from so far, you guys have just left them behind. We should really loot them. Uh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll get on that. You, you got your job done <laughs> over there? Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're just computer stuff. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right. Well, then I'll, Locag will start lo- looting through their <laughs> pockets. You're right, not looting again. From them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't need it. All right. Um, while you, you're searching through all the, uh, well, I'll, I'll say you go through and you search the closest bodies to you so silver hair gold skull um they both have shimitars with um poison cell modifications so little cells inside the like power cells inside the uh weapons which give them extra poison attack so we'll be nicking the cells Um, you can take those yeah uh so gold skull has two of them silver hair has one you out of the two you find probably about 
300 where are we three yeah 360 worth of credits total on the two they've got um gold skull has well he dropped two pistols so he's got like you know those pistols um they both have communicators on them Silverhair Glow had a submachine gun. She dropped somewhere else. Um, you don't find a lot more on them. Like, nothing really worth... Like, noteworthy. Yep, nothing that would be untraceable and worthwhile nicking. Yeah, they're not wearing, like, you know... Uh, Gold Skull is wearing, like, a necklace, like a chain. I don't know if you care about that, but that's about it. Well, I will now that you've said it. Okay. <laughs> Oh wait, who was who was that? Gold Skull. Yeah, Gold Skull. Did Silver Hair Glow? Did she have anything fancy on her? Uh, snake fancy? chick. Mm, not really. Yeah. Nope. Nothing of note. Just some some um, credits. You know, sixty credits. She's not holding like diamonds or any cool shit. Cool. I kind of I drag the the bodies over kind of respectfully to a central location around the boxes and then I reckon that'll take me some time. Yep. We will cut to Cortain. So Spigs, have we have we got everything? Uh it's just a empty shell. There's some other computer somewhere. But what do you mean we're here for a drone, not a computer? Isn't this the drone? Yeah, but all the data's gone from Oh, and it's 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 on this other computer. Yeah. How how do we find this other computer? Uh, should be somewhere in the building. This is this is a big building, and I'm sure there's probably going to be more goons arriving, arriving sometime. As I overhear this, um, can we investigate? For like, I just pulled the thing out of the wall. Like, can we inspect the wall or? There are just some ports on the wall, basically connectors that you would plug those cables into to transfer data. Okay. You can you can definitely try and expect it, but you might not be able to tell which, yes. like where where it runs to. Have you got yeah. any cables you can put in those ports, Spigs, and figure out where, you know, and do some mechanical wizardry? Technomancy, wrong character. <laughs> uh, there was these other rooms uh, where I walked past be there. Okay, show us, show us these rooms. Let's go. Alright, the three of you take the equipment and walk down towards the front area. Uh, Loke, are you going with them? Sure. Yep. If my job's done, I'll follow. Oh, you can keep looting if you want. Oh, you know, I'll finish looting. Um, as you guys are walking down there, Lokag, uh, if you loot all the bodies, you find uh, another one, two, three, four five poison power cells there are 1d6 poison power cells they can probably fetch you some good cred on the market uh, they've got various guns and stuff like that <clears throat> venom glow you find uh, you could call it like a medallion it's made of silver. It is shaped like a death viper, a death adder. In its mouth, where the eyeball of their tattoo is, there is like a gold, uh, no, um, like a silver rimmed sort of uh, circle. And in the center, there is just this green glass. It's on a 
It's on like a uh, a chain. He's just got it in his pocket. It's now in my pocket. You also find... Did I say how much worth of credits you find? No, no, you didn't. Like, I got some. But. You find all up out of all the rest of the goons that you've got laying around, you find another 600 creds. Right, so my math says that's a 1,000 of all of them. Yep, cool. All right. You make your way down towards there as they are searching through the place. Um, where did you guys want to look? That black room, that looks pretty ominous. So you notice that there is a door on the back of that room. It has a glass panel on it, but it is frosted. You cannot see in. Hmm. Perhaps I should I should call in my uh, my hacker, see if he can help us. Proto. Hey, Proto, I call him up. Hey, boss, what's going on? You need something, uh, you need some stuff done? Yeah, there's a door here um, in Calico Express. It's, uh, and I, I described the door to him. I described, like, the, uh, is there, like, a security panel on it or anything? There is, like, a little um, black square with a red light next to it usually indicates a pass very similar to the one at the back of the calico express you like some sort of card or token pass that you need to open it hey locate you didn't happen to find a card or a pass on anyone did you no i got a medallion it's kind of fancy but no cards proto any anything you could do um yeah okay give me a sec well he spigs well he's got a sec did you uh find any guys up the front that i should Check through their pockets. Uh, front? Uh, no, there's, there's, there's nothing you need to see at the front. You sure? Oh, I might just check out anyway. They could, I uh, like. No, oh, no, no, f- no, you don't. You don't need it. Yeah, no, that kind of makes me feel like I should. <laughs> <laughs> so, Boss, check the door. Just check the door really quick. I check the door. You see the little panel, the red light, click, goes green. I should be fine. Look, there is a laser system in there. Um, I can ping it, but I cannot turn it off. So what I would suggest is it's most likely going to be invisible. Um, it's probably near the doors or near sensitive information. That's all I can tell. And what what do you think? Is this a laser security, like, alert system? Yeah, most likely. I don't think it's going to be some sort of death laser or anything. Uh, But, you know, like I said, I can ping it. I cannot see what it is or where it is. Okay. I relay the information to the other guys. Or is, is Proto in the call? He's in the call, yeah. Okay, cool. What do you want to do, guys? Do we get, like, laundry powder and chuck it through to see where the laser is? Is that a thing? I feel like that's not a thing. That sounds cool. That could work. That sounds brilliant. Let's let's do that. Alright, so you open the door because it opens towards you. Grab some laundry powder. You throw it into the room. Uh, who would like to choose low or high? Low keg, thank you. you should. High. High. High? 27. Ah, oh, too slow. <laughs> yeah. your, your name is Lokag. I know. It makes me wrong shit all night. <laughs> the laundry powder flies through the air in a puff, but it's still quite solid because they're sort of heavy, crystalline, sort of powdery stuff. 
Um, Sets off the it's alarm. Not like, it's, it's not like a fine mist. It sort of just drops to the ground in uh, this sort of uh, the sort of ten feet around the door. You cannot see any lasers. What can well, we see inside, though? Can we see anything at all? Like you can. Can we see so, what looks like a network computer? Along, oh, I probably should change colours. On the uh, sort of right wall of the room, there is a quite a large desk with a few computers on it. Then in the centre of the room, there is like a, a divider, like you would see in offices. Um, and that's probably all you can see through. Possibly another desk over here somewhere. You can probably, yeah, you'd probably be able to see the corner of a desk. Mm. There are three computers here with chairs. Hmm. Should, uh, I think Spigs, Spigs and Little Moss. Spigs, you'll know what we're looking for in Little Moss. You're, uh, you're stealthy enough to maybe be able to get it without getting seen by the lasers. That's true. But the invisible? With the lasers? Yeah. Yeah, but Little Moss, he's got some fine, you know, some sleight of hand. I could try and pass without a trace loop. Oh yeah, to that it gives you bonus to stealth, and um, that makes you silent. Correct? Uh, yeah, silence radiates from me, masking me from detection. So any audio, like you know, microphones or whatever, would would uh, not no. pick you up. But lasers are, um, yeah, they they Plus use light. Plus ten bonus so I don't to know dexterity. If it really. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to use that and then make a check to get in there, you can definitely roll a stealth. Okay. Um, 30 stealth. 30 stealth. So, emanating from Little Moss, it just seems to get darker around him. In the room, he walks in and he sort of looks around. He leaps onto the top of the divider and there's probably, like, only a few feet between... um, the divider and the roof. So he's crouched on there kind of like Spider-Man would be. And then Little Moss, you leap down onto what is a large desk here. Do I see any black boxes? You see a another screen um, and a very slim line computer with cables running out of it along the floor and into the wall into some ports the computer is turned on the background says Calico Express and you see in on the top right hand corner there is a little icon that's blinking that has like a little email symbol I click it alright you click it and if you guys click on the journal panel, and you can read it for yourselves. Otherwise, I will journal. It looks like the little newspaper thing. You it should see it a... It up. Yeah, it came up? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So it says, Dear Mr. Anaxet, a pigeon dropped on some sensitive material. We have captured the pigeon and removed the pigeon's tag. We need a special clean on the material. Some of our delivery drivers will drop the material off to you. Please open the package. You have one day to clean the contents for collection. Thank you. Calico Express Dry Cleaning Co. Um, that has nothing to do with what we want. Boys, I whisper into the comms. 
I think it might be in the truck. What might be in the truck? The, it's a metaphor, man. Like the black box is in the cleaning stuff in the van. That's what they were loading before we got here. Can I just interject really quick? Sure, Proto. Okay, um, since, you, since you're there, can you... Um, little Moss, I'm going to need you to do something for me. If you click... Actually, can you open up a feed? Do your glasses have uh, any cameras on them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you open up a feed and connect it to the call. Okay. Um, click here. Down there. Yep, click that. He gives you some instructions to click on some things. You open up a panel, which brings up a window of just some black, like a black window uh, with a little green sort of cursor flicking on there. He tells you some things to type in. I do that. He connects remotely to the computer. You see this little ghost icon appear up on the, where it says user, this little ghost icon. The cursor on the screen starts to move around. He starts to type in this window, all of this code, and he basically attempts to track where this email was sent from, was sent to the IP address. Okay, two things, boss. Uh, as you probably, as you guys saw, and, and um, you would know that there are cameras inside and outside the building. It's all being recorded. So in this computer here in the building there is the uh, digital video format of everything that's happened here tonight. Everything has been caught on camera for the last uh, two days and then it recycles so they would take out the drive and store it somewhere else Um, so you're going to need to take that drive out. I do not believe it's being backed up. This should be the backup location Uh, I can see that those three other computers are work computers. They do not have anything stored on there it is literally just to send uh, emails and uh, received emails and orders and stuff like that. Um, I've also been able to see that the data from the drone, they weren't able to bypass the encryption on there. So they've taken the black box and the hard drive out from the email that looks like they've sent it off to this guy. Uh, this annexet um, sounds familiar. I'm going to do some research as well. If I can fully trace this IP address, we might be able to find out where this guy is. He's probably a hacker who specializes in data retrieval. Uh, give me a sec. The email was sent yesterday, so I doubt that the black box will still be here. Um, this set will probably actually have the black box in his possession. So, um, I've been able to grab the IP address of the, uh, where the email was received. I can see that much on the system. I don't know if it's going to be 100% correct, because if he's a hacker, he might be hiding his tracks. Uh, but you can only try. I'll send the location to, uh, all of you. Um, what I would suggest doing, like I said earlier, is grab that that the PC there, Little Moss. Uh, you can obviously give it to Ultra Die, but um, boss, I would suggest destroying it, wiping the data because you don't want anybody to have this this footage of you guys killing these dudes and 
Like, to be honest, I don't know if you guys can trust Ultra Die. You know, big mega corpse like that, I don't trust them. Uh, yeah, so grab that box. There shouldn't be any other backups in this place. I've also picked up some chatter from local police departments. Um, there was reports of gunshots, but it's not uncommon for this area. So they have reported that we'll be sending over a cruiser to check out the street. Uh, but I think they'll be taking their time. Depends if you want to spend any more time there or if you want to get out ASAP. Uh, just be careful, guys. If you need anything else, um, you can get in touch with me. I'm going to see if this IP address and this location I'm going to send you is, is uh, legit or if it's just some sort of uh, false breadcrumb. Thank you, Proto. Do I need to stealth my way back out of the room? You can certainly try. Or you can walk out. It's up to you. I'm going to stealth back out for 27. 27. All right. You leap across to the side wall onto a water cooler. I, I grabbed the computer, by the way. Oh, under okay. my arm. So you pull the computer free from the cables, place it under your arm. You jump onto a water cooler, then down onto the floor and swing through the doorway out into the sort of main area. Cool. So the computer was all that we needed to grab from what Proto was yeah. saying? Uh, they should just be here to said suggested grab the computer. You have the drone uh, and a screen. You have a free mon- you have a monitor to take home if you want. Nice. Do you want to do anything else? Can Spigs grab the computer from Little Boss? Yeah, you can. You can try. Hey, uh, just give me that computer, Little Boss. Sure thing. Let's just destroy it. And then Spigs throws it on the ground and just crushes it under one of his legs. All right, roll a strength check with advantage for me. Strength, strength. Oh, no, strength. 14. 14? Yep. All right. It's got a pretty low AC. Um, and you crush it. Highs or lows? Lows. <laughs> 57. Oh, oh come on. First time. It's a pretty- <laughs> I know. It's got a pretty uh, strong casing. You smash it and you crush. Um, you dent it in a little bit, but it's not, not that dam- damaged. Mm. Appreciate the uh, enthusiasm, Spigs, but it looks like we're going to need something a bit stronger to destroy it. Mike, anyone else? <laughs> Steve Spigs back and goes, okay. I'll just wail at it with my hammer. So 18 on a strength check. Uh, that'll hit. All, uh, highs or lows? <laughs> lows. 64. Oh, <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Roll your damage on it. Let's see if you, uh, if you if you can kill it. Oh, it's an attack. Yeah, no, no. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, 14. <laughs> All right, cool. You slam the big cement slab on the end of the pole. Your hammer, you slam it. Boom, right in the center of this hard drive of this computer. It caves in and cracks you break through the case you guys hear like a little sparking sound as it fizzles 
Uh, you look down and the the thing looks like it's almost been smashed in half. Does it look like the uh, you know, does it does it look like anyone could retrieve anything from it? Uh, it looks, make, it looks make an investigation or perception. Or let's just chuck it in one of their microwave things, the big ovens or whatever. Yeah, let's just burn it or something. Also, you reckon they'd notice if I took these pair of jeans? Like, I've been rifling through these clothes and these ones look my size. Uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you guys pick up the hard drive and um, you guys going to burn it? You're going to put it in a washing machine? What's the deal? Yeah, do they have one of these giant industrial-sized microwaves for... I oh, know. Microwaving pants? Yeah, there's a big pant microwaver there in the corner. You. Wait, is that actually a thing? Throw them at. Yeah, you yeah, th- is that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Um, you throw in the hard drive, this smashed up hard drive, and you put it on. Uh, you press the button, and it begins to spark and flash and there's like little lightning strikes in there emitting from the actual hard drive and then there's a pop and explosion the inside of the uh, with a glass that you see into this large microwave is covered in just black the microwave then starts to burn and catch on fire and the power goes out then all the fluorescent lights flicker and come back on Okay, do we reckon that was enough? Let's get out of here. Before the cops get here. You guys got that drone thing, right? Yep, I got it under my arm. You um, pick up the drone, or actually Little Moss is still holding the drone box. You've destroyed the computer. Lorikag has these genes. Uh, You'll make your way out the back or the front? Out the back. Front. You make... (laughs) Oh, no. You make... You no, make your way out the, the back of Calico Express into the alleyway outside. You see the the cars. There's a hover car down the road. The big truck sitting here. You make your way down this alleyways and out into the darkness, heading towards uh, your vehicles and then towards the location that Proto has sent to your heads-up display. And that is where we will leave this episode. Thank you guys and girls for listening to the show. Thanks for downloading it. And thanks for sharing it with a friend. Um, Thank you so much for uh, melting that rubber into a human shape and then um, calling it Luke. I really appreciate it. I've got plenty of um, photos and emails of people pretending to be with their their rubber Lukes um, and it just touches me right in my heart space. And then... <laughs> yep. What else? You know what else can touch you in your heart space? Our website's got lots of good, interesting... What? <laughs> um, check out our website www.beyondthedice.com it's got the links to all our old podcasts got the links to our store and um, anything else you might want need or not even after that heartfelt episode speaks you need to pick me up some lives some something to look at that makes you feel warm inside check out our Instagram it's at beyond the dice there's some cool stuff there come check it out also, when you're scrolling through Facebook, why don't you just type in Beyond the Dice into the search and go check out our page. You'll be able to find 
the announcements for new episodes that are released and just other cool cool picks. So go check it out. And if you want to be a walking advertisement for our podcast, you can buy the shirts <laughs> with Little Moss on it and I presume other characters at our store. <laughs> our store is store.beyondthedice.com. Um, now, if you can't afford to buy some sweet merch, that's totally fine. Don't stress. Um, but you can support us for free by telling a friend about us or uh, sharing, uh, you know, our, sharing us on uh, social media. You just a couple clicks can help grow our show, which would be absolutely amazing. Um, so if you do that, please uh, feel free to let us know that you've shared us with a friend. Um, even uh, review us on Apple or iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. If you review us, that'd be awesome. Um, I would like to, when we get some more reviews, I want to do like, read them out and thank you guys for for supporting us and reviewing the show because reviewing really does help. Um, so if you can do that, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, guys and uh, everyone listening, please be safe. Take care of yourselves in these wild times. And... Uh, yeah, have some fun in this strange cyberpunk future that is becoming of our world. Goodbye. Right, guys. Catch up. See you, everyone. Next time. Catch it next time. <laughs> oh, good you get it. <laughs>